we got a great episode for you today. And make sure to rate five stars, like it, go watch the YouTube version if you like to see my beautiful face. And if you enjoy it, share it with a friend. Thank you so much. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Isaac Callison Show. As we got a great lineup for you today, we got the college football rankings, what are out, and the new fabulous predictions, NFL predictions. And we got the new NFL power rankings as well. And we got some new coaching changes in the college football landscape as Mario Cristobal moved, and so did Brent Venables, former defensive coordinator for Clemson. Now we'll start off with the college football rankings. The final release at 25 remains the same. Texas A&M, they were ranked the same. And they didn't have anything on championship Saturday, so might as well. At 24, you had San Diego State previously ranked 19. They lost to Utah State, and it, it did not look very good. It was kind of a blowout. And... They just kind of embarrass themselves. At 23, you got Louisiana, who won their conference, previously ranked 24. And at 22, you got Kentucky, previously ranked 23, did not play. 21, you got Arkansas, previously ranked 22, did not play. Then you got, at 20, you got Houston, previously ranked 21. They lost to Cincinnati, but they put up good fight, so they remain the same. Cincinnati's just a really, really good team. Like, their O-line, everything is good about them. Then at 19, you got Clemson, previously ranked 20. Clemson has not done anything different. They did not play on championship Saturday like they're used to, but it is what it is, and they're going to have a pretty good bowl game. At 18, we got NC State, previously ranked 18, did not play in the bowl game, but just stayed the same rank. At 17, we got Wake Forest, who lost in their bowl game against Pittsburgh and just dropped a spot. At 16, we got Oklahoma, who dropped two spots, even though they did not play and their Oklahoma State loss looked even worse after this. After Oklahoma State lost to Baylor, respectively. Right. And Baylor beat them, so this is like two really bad losses. Yeah, 15, we got Iowa, previous length 13. They just got blown out by Michigan, like 42 to 3. Like, what you gonna do about it? You gotta put them back. Previously ranked 13. Now we got Oregon, previously 10 at the 14 slot. It's not that bad. Oregon basically got what happened the first game against Utah happened the same thing, but it was in Las Vegas. Like, that was the only difference. And they just were not the most physical, te- more physical team. At 13, we got BYU, previously ranked 12. Um, they did not obviously play because they're independent, but they're still good. Nothing's really changed with them. At 12, you got Pittsburgh, previously ranked 15. And they just played 
phenomenal against Wake Forest. And at 11, we got Utah, which played perfect against Oregon. Did basically the same thing and just ran it down their throats. And at 10, we got Michigan State, did not play, previously ranked 11. And at 9, we got Oklahoma State, who lost, unfortunately, to in their uh, Big 12 championship against Baylor. Then at 8, you got Ole Miss, which is previously ranked 8, saying the same, no bowl, no no championship game because Alabama was representing the west side of the SEC conference. Then at 17, you got Baylor Bears, who won their conference, previously ranked the ninth, now seventh. And at six, you got Ohio State, previously ranked seven, and jumped uh, Oklahoma State. At five, you got Notre Dame, who jumped Oklahoma State as Oklahoma State lost. And with the top four, four we got Cincinnati, previously ranked four. At three, we got Georgia, the SEC runner-up, kind of. I don't know. They don't give out trophies for that. I know that's a fact because the championship is the champion. And previous, and they're previously ranked one, and they just lost an, a really good Alabama team. And they just really exposed them. Jordan Davison looked gassed the whole entire time. Looked gas. He had no energy. He, they just got him really tired. And they all the Alabama offensive line looked really, really good compared to past weeks. Like it was insane the difference between this week's and last week's. It, it's just not even comparable. And Alabama Bryce Young hand him the Heisman already. Like this Saturday, hand him the Heisman. He's gonna win it. It's gonna be the first Alabama. Um. First Alabama quarterback to win it. And now we got our ESPN NFL rankings, power rankings. At 10, we got Titans, previously 8. Just came off a bye week. Nothing really happened. And they've been coming off a couple losses, so hopefully they regrouped and are moving in the right direction. At 9, you got the Rams, previously 11. Beat the Jaguars in a blowout. At eight, you got the Buffalo Bills, who lost in a close game, a very windy game against the Patriots. Previously ranked seven, now they're eight, dropped a spot. And at ten, you got the Dallas Cowboys. Previously, at seven, you got the Cowboys. Previously ten, and the Cowboys did their business against the Saints and did their jobs. At at six, you got the Ravens, which were previously four. They lost to a phenomenal Steelers fan, Steelers team because I'm a Steelers fan. The Steelers are always phenomenal, and the Ravens always happen to lose. And at five, you got the Kansas City Chiefs, previously ranked six, coming off a big win against the divisional rival Broncos. And at four, you got the New England Patriots, ranked previously five, as they're coming off a massive win against a Buffalo Bills team, which – they're number one in the AFC now, which they were, and they took a commanding lead in the in the AFC East, as they have two wins over Bills, Buffalo Bills, and they always say when you beat a divisional divisional opponent, it is worth like two wins because they get a loss and you get a win, so that adds up to like 
negative one, positive two. What's the distance? Two. So that's what that's like the common strategy, and those games are very very important for tiebreakers. And at three, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, previously ranked three, stayed the same. And number two, you got the Packers coming off a bye week, and Aaron Rodgers going to L.A. to get his toe checked out. Is there anything wrong? Is he going to play? And at number one, you got the Cardinals, who came off a fabulous win against the Bears that are previously ranked two. Now they're ranked in the number one spot. And Mario Cristobal, former Oregon head coach, going to Miami, Florida. Not Miami, Ohio, because why would he go to Ohio? And he's also previously played there in, like, the 90s or whatever. And he was there with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and when he was there and so many other guys. So many really, really good guys, football players. And now he's going to rebuild that program down in Miami as Manny Diaz kind of failed. And they kicked him out of town. And Oklahoma replaced Lincoln Riley with former defensive coordinator for Clemson, the Clemson Tigers, Brent Venables. I, I, I've watched a Clemson game. He's always famously known for having his – for having a person behind him because he's always yelling and going on the field so to avoid penalty. They'll literally have a dude that's his single job is to keep Brett Venables behind the line, behind the playing field, and just keep not keep him calm, but make sure he's not going in, insane and just going on the field and doing something incredibly dumb. But I think he he'll he'll set the tone at Oklahoma. But it's interesting transferring from a offensive head coach. Like Lincoln Riley to now a defensively sound coach and Brent Venables. And they were so good when they had Christian Wilkins, Dexter Lawrence. Clemson's defense has had they've had some really, really good defenses that he's been a part of. Over in Clemson, South Carolina. Now it's time for the recap as this last football week. Thursday night football. Cowboys at Saints. In the first quarter, Michael Gallup got a one-yard touchdown reception from Dak Prescott to make it 7-0. In the second quarter, Lil, jo- Lil Jordan Humphrey made a 24-yard catch and run from Taysom Hill, 7-7. Greg Zerline made a 55-yarder to make it 10-7, Cowboys. And he made another one because why not as the, the Cowboys got off to a 13-14 lead at 13-7 lead at half. In the third quarter, Brett Maher for the Saints had a 42-yard field goal to make it 13-10 and make a three-point game. Then Tony Pollard broke out a 58-yard touchdown run to make it a 10-point game, 20-10. In the fourth quarter, Carlos Watkins, the big guy for the Cowboys, had a pick six. Like, Taysom, I, I remember this very vividly. Taysom Hill was throwing this short little drag, no biggie. Then he just throws it at the defensive lineman, and the defense like, wow, he just kind of threw this to me, and I'm just going to go off with a pick six. And the Cowboys got a 27-10 lead. Then Deontay Harris had a 70-yard touchdown catch and run from Taysom Hill, but that would be all for the Saints.
as a final score was the Cowboys 27-17 Saints. Buccaneers at Falcons. In the first quarter, the Leonard in the first quarter, the Buccaneers got off to a lead as Leonard Fournette had a three yard touchdown catch from Tom Brady to make it seven to zero. Then Mike Davis for the car for the Falcons. I get the birds mixed up. Had a seventeen yard touchdown run to make it seven seven. Then Cameron Brait for the Buccaneers had a three yard touchdown catch. For, from Tom Brady, but obviously Ryan Suckup made missed the PAT to make it thirteen to seven. Then the second quarter, Youngway Coop made a twenty-one yard field goal to make it thirteen to ten. Buccaneers. Then Rob Gronkowski had a twenty-seven yard catch from Tom Brady to make it twenty to ten. And then Marlon Davidson, the big guy that used to play at Auburn. I remember him and Derek Brown, like huge, huge guys from Auburn, big defensive lineman. The big guy got a three-yard pick six. Like, let's go. Like, big boys unite. At 20, as the uh, slim down the Falcons lead, the the Buccaneers lead to 20-17 to 17 now. In the third quarter, Rob Gronkowski had an 11-yard touchdown catch from Tom Brady, his second touchdown of the day, to make it 27-10. to 10. Then in the fourth quarter, Ryan Suckup made a field goal to make it final score, Buccaneers, 30-17, Falcons. Cardinals at Bears. In the first quarter, DeAndre Hawkins and Kyler Murray connected on a 20-yard touchdown to make it 7-0. Then Kyler Murray took it in himself for a 9-yard touchdown run. To make it fourteen to zero and looking to blow out the Bears early, in the second quarter, Devonte Montgomery has a one yard. David Montgomery has a one yard touchdown run from to make it a seven point game, fourteen to seven. Then James Conner has a twenty three yard touchdown catch from Kyler Murray to make it twenty one to seven, and Cardinals have a fourteen point lead at this point and at the half. In the third quarter, Matt Prater made a 33-yard field goal for the for the Cardinals to make it 24 to seven. Then Jimmy Grant has a one-yard touchdown reception from Andy Dalton. Then Matt, then in the fourth quarter, Matt Prater makes another field goal to make it 27 to 14. Then Kyler Murray has a three-yard touchdown run. But they failed the two-point conversion, so it was 33-14. to 14. Then Jakeem Grant Sr. had a eight-yard touchdown catch from Andy Dalton and converted the two-point conversion, as that would be it for the Bears as they fall short to the Cardinals, 33-22. to 22. Chargers at Bengals. In the first quarter, Keenan Allen had a four-yard touchdown catch from Justin Herbert, but Dustin Hopkins failed the PAT to make it 6-0. to zero. Then Duskin Hopkins Hopkins resumes himself with a 43-yard field goal to make it 9-0. Then Keenan Allen has another touchdown reception, this time for nine yards from Justin Herbert to make it 16-0 as they make the P- they make the PAT this time. In the second quarter, Jalen Guyton had a 44-yard touchdown catch from Justin Herbert and just went up and got it. 
and they converted the two-point conversion to make it 24-0. to zero. Then T. Higgins for the Bengals had a 29-yard touchdown reception from Joe Burrow, who hurt his finger in the game, and it, it did not look good at all, but still battled through it as they missed the PAT there to make it 24-6. to six. Then Joe Burrow had a six-yard touchdown run right up the middle on a pass set, and he's like, nobody's there, no zone, all man. Hey, I'll go right up the middle if you, if you want me to. To make it 24-13 to 13. in the third quarter, Evan McCafferson made a 48-yard field goal to make it eight-point game, 24-16. to 16. Chargers, then Joe Mixon has a seven-yard touchdown run, but they failed the two-point conversion, so they're behind by two, 24-22. In the fourth quarter, Tavon Campbell had a 61-yard scoop and score for the Chargers to make it 31-22 to and make it a two-possession game. Then, uh, then Austin Eckler had a one-yard touchdown run to make it, um, to make it a sixteen-point game as it's thirty-eight to twenty-two. Then Dustin Hopkins makes a field goal as the final score: Chargers forty-one, twenty-two, Bengals, and Vikings at Motor City, Detroit Lions. In the first quarter, Greg Joseph made two field goals to make it six to zero. Then the Second quarter, T.J. Hopkins had a nine-yard touchdown reception from Jared Goff, and to make it seven to six. Then Brock Wright had a twenty-three-yard touchdown reception from Jared Goff to make it fourteen to six. Then Riley Patterson made two field goals to end the half to make it twenty to six. Lions and the Lions are looking good, and they got twenty points, which the last couple games. They have gotten nowhere close. And in the third quarter, Greg Joseph made a 31-yard field goal to make it 20-9. to Then Alexander Madison had a 8-yard touchdown run, but they missed the PAT. Greg Joseph missed the PAT, so it was 20-15, a 5-point game. And Riley Patterson made it a 8-point game with a 49-yard field goal. As it is 23-15, to then in the fourth quarter, K.J. Osborne had a five-yard touchdown reception from Kirk Cousins, and the Vikings failed the two-point conversion, so there it was 23-21. to Then Justin Jefferson had a three-yard touchdown reception from Kirk Cousins, and they failed the two-point conversion again. It's like, what you doing to make it 27-23 to with a minute 50 left? Almost St. Brown had 11-yard touchdown reception from from Jared Goff with zero seconds left, and it was like a prayer from Motor City, Dan Campbell, that got, finally came true. That was Dan Campbell's first win as a head coach in the NFL and with the Lions, and the Lions' first win, Jared Goff's first win as on, on a different team besides the Rams, and... First as the Lions, and the Vikings' defense on that play was absolute trash. They're playing soft zone coverage. He he. If if Jared Goff could do that, it's like really, dude. I don't think you. I don't think you called the right defense there. It's it's just a sus defense. Then Giants at Dolphins in the first quarter. 
Ain't nobody score in the second quarter. Graham Gano for the Giants had a 39-yard field goal, make it three to zero. Then Jason Sanders ties it up with his own field goal, three to three. Then Matt Collins had a five-yard touchdown reception from Tua Tagovailoa to make it ten to three Dolphins. In the third quarter, Graham Gano made a 34-yarder to make it ten to six on a four-point game. Then in the fourth quarter, the Dolphins get a two-yard touchdown reception. As Isaiah Ford caught a two-yard touchdown pass from Tua Tungavailoa, and it was seventeen to six, and Graham Gano made a field goal to make it an eight-point game, seventeen to nine. Then Jason Sander makes a field goal as the final score: Dolphins twenty-nine, Giants Eagles at Jets. In the first quarter, Elijah Moore had a three-yard touchdown reception from Zach Wilson, and they missed the PAT. As it's six to zero, then Dallas Godhart had a thirty-six yard touchdown reception from Gardner Mishu because Jalen Hurts got hurt. Then Zach Wilson had a one yard touchdown run. Then the kicker missed the PAT, but he never made a field goal. So I was like, I don't even know who this guy is. So this dude's probably getting cut. He's probably already cut. I don't know. In the second quarter, Dallas Goddard had a twenty-five yard. Touchdown reception from Gardner Mitchell, his second touchdown of the game, 14 to 12. Then Ryan Griffin ha- had a one yard touchdown re- reception from Zach Wilson. Then they're like, I don't really want to do this. I want to go for the two point conversion now because our kicker stinks as it, and they failed that. So it was 18 to 14 Jets. Then Kenneth G- Gainwell had an 18 yard touchdown run, 21 18. Eagles. Then Jake Elliott made a field goal to make it 24-18. Then in the third quarter, Jake Elliott made another field goal to make it 27-18. to Then in the fourth quarter, Jake Elliott makes two more field goals because he's just a stud. And the Eagles win as a final score. Eagles 33-18 Jets. Colts at Texans. In the first quarter, Jonathan Taylor had a one-yard touchdown run to make it 7-0. Then in the second quarter, Ashton Doolin had a two-yard touchdown reception from Carson Wentz to make it 14-0. In the third quarter, Jonathan Taylor had a three-yard touchdown run, his second of the day. He's just been an absolute stud for the Colts, coming huge. Then Michael Bagley made a field goal to make it 24-0. Then Deion Jackson had a three-yard touchdown run as the as a shutout for the Texans as the Colts won 31-0. Washington football team at Raiders in Las Vegas. In the first quarter, Logan Thomas had a seven-yard touchdown reception from Taylor Heineke to make it 7-0. Logan Thomas did not have a torn ACL or MCL. I believe ACL was not. But does have damage in his knee, so you did not. It'll be, he will not be playing this week, I believe. So it will be a little... Different because that was like one of Taylor Heineke's favorite targets right there. And in the second quarter, Daniel Carlson made a 52-yard field goal to make it 7-3. In third quarter, Daniel Carlson made another field goal to make it 7-6. Then in the fourth quarter, Antonio Gibson had a four-yard touchdown catch from Taylor Heineke to make it 14-6. Washington football team then. Josh Jacobs had a one-yard touchdown run. Failed two-point conversion, so it's 14-12. to Daniel Carlson made a field goal to make it 15-14. to 
Then Brian Johnson makes a field goal to win it for the Washington football team. As a final score, Washington football team, 17-15 Raiders. Jaguars at Rams. In the first quarter, Matt Gay had a 40-yard field goal to make a 3-0. Then Shawnee Michelle had a five-yard touchdown run, former Patriot and Georgia Bulldog, to make it 10-0. Then in the second quarter, Carlos Hyde had a one-yard touchdown run for the Jaguars to make it 10-7. Then Matt Gay made two field goals to end the half at 16-7, and the Rams have a two-possession lead. In the third quarter, Cooper Cup had a 29-yard touchdown catch from Matthew Stafford to make it 23-7. And Van Jefferson had a two-yard touchdown reception from Matthew Stafford. This game ended up being a blowout. This is 30-7. Then OBJ had a one-yard touchdown reception from Matthew Stafford. Everybody was getting a touchdown. As a final score, Rams 37-7 Jaguars. Ravens at Steelers. Let's go. This is the game I wanted to say so bad. In the first quarter, ain't nobody scored because we got good defenses and we're in the AFC North. In the second quarter, Devontae Freeman had a three-yard touchdown run to make it 7-0 Ravens. Then Chris Boswell made a 53-yarder in uh, Wendy Hinesfield, which is always tough to make it 7-3. In the third quarter, Justin Tucker made a 35-yard field goal to make it 10-3 Ravens. In the fourth quarter, Deontay Johnson had a 29-yard touchdown reception from Big Ben. But then Chris Boswell missed the PAT, so it's 10-9. Steelers are losing. Justin Tucker made a field goal, so it's a four-point game, just not a three. And Chris Boswell makes a field goal to make it 13-12, a one-point game. Then Deontay Johnson comes in clutch with a touchdown. Then we convert the two-point conversion, so it's a seven-point game. Steelers are up. Then Sammy Watkins gets a six-yard touchdown reception from touchdown reception from Lamar Jackson, and they failed the, com- the two-point conversion and went for all the marbles and lost to the Steelers twenty to nineteen. 49ers at Seahawks in the first quarter. Travis Homer broke out a seventy-three-yard touchdown run to make it seven to zero. Then George Kittle had a twenty-four-yard touchdown catch from Jimmy Garoppolo, seven to seven. Then Elijah Mitchell had a two-yard touchdown run to make it 14-7 for the 49ers. And then the second quarter, Robbie Gold made a field goal to make it 17-7. And then Adrian Peterson tied um, somebody for, like, the most touchdowns or whatever. It was, like, I I should probably know this, but some really, really good dude. It might have been Jim Brown or whatever. Somebody, some old legend, like absolute insane running back on that play to make it 17 to 14 in a three point game for the Seahawks. The, the, then George Kittle had a 48 yard touchdown reception, excuse me, from Jimmy Garoppolo and missed the PAT. Robbie Gold, so it's 23-14. to 14. Then E. Eskridge had a seven-yard touchdown reception from Russell Wilson to make it 21-23. 49ers are up. And Carlos Dunlap got a sack, which ended up being a safety, to make it 23 each. Then Tyler Lockett had a 12-yard touchdown catch from Russell Wilson, as that would be the final score. Seahawks 30, 
23 49ers. Broncos at Chiefs on Sunday night football. In the first quarter, Patrick Mahomes had a 10-yard touchdown run to make it 7-0. Then Harrison Mucker made a 56-yarder to make it 10-0 Chiefs. And in the second quarter, Brandon McManus for the got the Broncos on the board to make it 10-3. Then in the third quarter, Harrison Mucker made a field goal to make it 13-3 in a 10-point game. In the fourth quarter, Harrison Bucker made a 26-yarder field goal to make it 16-3. to Then Daniel Sorison had a 75-yard pick six. I thought there was, might have been a holding call on that, but it, it wasn't. And it wasn't, obviously, as I looked back at it later. And the Chiefs missed the PAT, but it didn't matter. It was 22-3 to at that time. And then Javante Williams had a 13-yard touchdown reception from Teddy Bridgewater, but failed the, P- the two-point conversion. Final score, Chiefs 22-9, Broncos. Patriots at Bills on Monday Night Football on ESPN. In the first quarter, I watched the Eli Manning and the Manning thing. Man, oh man, that's a good time. Joe Buck, Joe Buck, he, he talked about a lot of things. It's kind of stupid. <laughs> that's kind of life, though. In the first quarter, Damian Harris broke out a 64-yard touchdown, and they converted the two-point conversion since it was so windy. They went for two. They're like, we're not gonna risk possibly missing the, possibly missing the PAT. And they ran exactly the same play. And um, uh, Mac Jones went two for three for 19 yards in this game. His longest completion was a 12-yard pass to Jonu Smith. So it was a very, very interesting game. If you're uh, passing, if you're Joe Brady, like LSU fan when um, Joe Burrow was there, you're a big into this type of football. I'm lying. You would. You would hate this football. It was a ground and pound type of a day. And the Bills try to throw the ball still. And Gabriel Davis got a 14-yard touchdown reception on, like, it looked like an RPO or a play action from Josh Allen off a muff punt by Nikhil Airy that barely scraped his face mask. Just barely. I, I was like, that's close, but the ball – the rolling is the rolling. In the second quarter, Nick Folk made a 41-yarder to make it 11-7. to And now they got a one-point on them each time they score a field goal. And in the third quarter, Tyler Bass had a, had a, made a field goal to make it 11-10. to Patriots. In the fourth quarter, Nick Folk made a field goal. And it would be 34 to 30. 30 it would be a 38 four-yard field goal, and that would be the final score, 14-13. to 13. Tyler Bass missed a field goal in windy conditions. Like, you can't you can't really get mad at the dude. The dude tried his hard. It was it looked like it was going in, but it, it just did not. And that's what it, – it's just like that sometimes. And he's a really, really good kicker, like a franchise kicker. Like, maybe an Anna, Adam Vanateri possibly in the future. And now it's time for the predictions. Of course, my predictions that are always the best are here. 
this last week, now my predictions combined, I'm 48 and 39. Not too shabby. Could be better on my outright predictions. And my spread picks aren't looking that great. But for the first one, I got the Steelers over the Vikings. If you lose to the Lions, I'm not going to pick you over the stupid Steelers. Like, there's no way. Even though the the Steelers tied with the Lions, so that makes the that makes the Steelers better than the Vikings. You know, you know how you got to be very, 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 very depressed to say your team tied with the Lions, but the other team tied with the they lost to the Lions. <laughs> I got the Saints over the Jets. I got Tatum Hill. He's going to get the job done. He had a rough night against the Cowboys. He had like four interceptions. But I think he's going to rebound off that, and they're going to use him more in the run game. I got the Panthers over the Falcons. The Panthers beat them earlier in the season, so I might as well go with them. That was my only analysis on that pick. And I got the Seahawks over the Texans because the Texans stink, and they're playing a rookie quarterback that isn't that great. And I got the Chiefs over the Raiders as the Chiefs beat the Raiders early in the season, and that's when they first got good at – that's when they started clicking on offense, and they're going to keep that moving into against the Raiders. And the Raiders have not been good, looking good at late recently. The Raiders always look good at the beginning of the season, but at the end they always fade out. I got the Ravens over the Browns. The Ravens beat them earlier in the season on Sunday Night Football. This time, not on Sunday Night Football, but I still got them over the Browns. Then I got the Cowboys over the Washington football team, as the Washington football team don't have Logan Thomas. Tyler Heineke is one of his main wide receiver, main receiver. So I got the Cowboys, and the Cowboys looking good with Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, looking very good. Titans over Jaguars. I just hope the Jaguars, the Titans, don't blow another big, big loss, blow another win against a team that they should have just beat. I got the Chargers over the Giants as the Chargers are just a better team. I like Justin Herbert a lot more than Daniel Jones. And I got the Broncos over the Lions. I think the Lions still stink, but the Broncos might stink. The Broncos kind of stink too, but they'll probably run over the Lions with Javante Williams. And I got the Bengals over the 49ers. Even though Joe Burrow has a hurt finger, he's still going to play, and he's still going to be a stud. Joe Burrow puts the body on the line, and I don't think he's going to give it up. If you, you see the lyrics there. And the Buccaneers over the Bills as the Buccaneers have been playing well and the Bills have not been playing as well of late. I got the Packers over the Bears as the Packers have literally owned the Bears. Aaron Rodgers, last time he played the Bears on Sunday Night Football, I believe, in Chicago at Soldier Field, had a did the belt and said, I am your landlord. Like, he he owns the Chicago Bears. He owns them. He absolutely owns them, and it's awesome. I got the Rams over the Cardinals as the Rams just seem like a better team to me. And I think this is a little upset. This is a little upset as the Cardinals are favored in this game. My spread picks. 
have not been good, doing well. So, like, hey, you might want to fade me. Like, what do I say? Do the opposite. Like, pick the team I, I am that the, my team is going against. I, for my spread predictions, this last week I went 1-2, and two, and I'm 5-13. and 13. I'm down bad. I'm desperate for some for a, a good week. And I got the Ravens plus two and a half. I think that's a good good line. And I think that the they're gonna win at least my three. I got the Saints minus five and a half as they're playing the Jets. And I think Jason Hill and his amazing Sean Payton, they're gonna get on track and they're gonna recover from that bad Thursday night football performance. I got the Packers plus two twelve and a half. Cut Minus 12 and a half, excuse me, against the Bears. I just hope they blow them out. I'm like, I might as well pick the Packers because the Packers the Packers play well against the Bears, and Aaron Rodgers is going to lay it on the Bears fans, and he don't care. So there you, there you go. See you all later. Peace. Hey, CBC, football, let's win state. How about them? How about them Cavaliers, though?